106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Good morning, Vietnam! Here's Johnny. He told me, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. You're going to need a bigger boat. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. I love you. I know. Say hello to my little friend. Rose, when we're dying, we don't need Rose. I'm Josh, and we have Chris. And this is Are You Still Watching? We're doing things a little bit different today. I'm introducing the show. We'll see how that goes. And probably be the first and last time. But, you know, <laughs> we all got to start and finish somewhere. I'm sure you'll do great, Josh. People love it. <laughs> okay. And we're off. On a cold Halloween night in 1963, a six-year-old brutally murders his 17-year-old sister, Judith. He was sentenced and locked away for 15 years, but on October 30th, 1978, while being transferred to a, for a court date, a 21-year-old named Michael Ma steals a car and escapes Smith's Grove. He returns to his quiet hometown of Hedonisville, Illinois, where he looks for his next victim. If you cannot get the title for this from that brief description, this is 1978, Halloween. Was it 1978? That was 71. 78. Damn. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I was like, this movie, it it holds up so wonderful. Like the suspense, it's there from the jump, from that very opening where you're looking through the mask, and it's like the steady cam, like from the house. Then you like you see the sister and the boyfriend go upstairs, and some someone pointed out the boyfriend lasts for like a minute and a half, and I was like, that's very realistic. <laughs> 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 I was like, somebody was like, oh, he was on the upstairs for a minute, and I was like, well, what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> like what? And then <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, yeah. It's like, what do you want from? What, what more do you want from this teenager? <laughs> I thought the because uh, I sat there, I watched it twice and the first time I just watched it for what it was and the second time I was taking notes but um, the music plays along so well with it and I mean sound effects creepy piano just everything that kind of goes along with the scenes and the action in the scenes and it it plays from the very beginning until the very end, mm-hmm. and it just ties in so well. And I love that about it because I think that just kind of gave it an extra creepy factor because it it wasn't anything like, you know, it wasn't a John Williams piece, but mm-hmm. it went with what was on screen. Yeah, and oh man, also John Carpenter he 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 directed it, he co-wrote it, he did the music. That's dope. Um, so. The producers came to him, you know, with an idea. It was, you know, about like uh, a babysitter's getting murdered. And him and his then girlfriend at the time, Deborah Hill, who he co-wrote it with, you know, they went back and they wrote it. But 
in order to get the job and stuff like that, John Carver told the producers, like he he told them frame by frame the story. And, you know, it was only made for like 300000 The movie he made before that was made for 100000 So this is like two times that budget. And he told them, uh, you don't have to, just give me 10 grand to direct it, write it, do the music, and like a 10% gross, like of what, what like what it would make. So imagine telling that shit to your boss. Hey, don't, you don't really got to pay me nothing. I'm just, I'm going to do the job and you're going to like it so much. We're going to make a shitload of money. Yeah, I mean, shit, it started an entire franchise. You have remakes left and right. You have spoofs on cartoons. Like, <laughs> so much money from such little investment. Like, this is this is perfect. So I was like, the confidence just to, like, to be like, yo, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm, and he, he pulled it off. It's so suspense. I, don't, I think, like, all the other sequels never really get... You know, like the uh, the ideal of sequels are it's like do the same thing but bigger, and they kind of like lose that. Like this is it, it's really a suspenseful movie. Things really don't kick up till towards the end. Like from the beginning, like I said, like after the opening where he kills his sister and he gets transferred to the the institution. Like you see, Doctor Looms and the nurse they go and you know. The patients have broken out, and then, like, you know, he gets, he's on top of the car, he gets the car, and he drives off. And then it's kind of just like Cat and Mouse. He plays Cat and Mouse with Jamie Lee Curtis' character. Something I find weird about that is the scary part is he has no connection to her. She just goes up <laughs> to the house to put the key under the mat because her dad's like a realtor or something, I'm guessing, because they, you know, showing off the house. And he's just behind the screen door looking at him. He's just like, fuck it, I'm going to just stop this woman for the rest of the movie. Uh, the rest of her life. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> there, there was just like, the way that they shot the first person view of him stalking everybody, you know, going to the door, going to the window, the, I think the, what's it called the vase breaks or something that's outside the door like he pulls down or some shit and it breaks so she comes to the door and she's all changing so you see her booty and shit and you're like oh all right and then all of a sudden it's black. oh yeah yeah uh well when that character was like washing and stuff mm-hmm. yeah and, and what does that right by the open ass window yeah, probably from from what I know and stuff, it's a lot of like analysis going around about like he like John Carpenter was like against he was pal- he was doing like a morality test because pretty much all the characters in the movie that have sex die and Laurie doesn't. So people read into that. And what I love about John Carpenter is he doesn't give a fuck. He's just he just loves making movies. Like one yeah. of his favorite directors is like Howard Hawks. Howard Hugh Howard Hawks, yeah. And you see his influence, like, with the thing and stuff. Like, uh, on the TV, like, with the little girl, Lindsay, she's watching the thing from another world, which is, like, produced oh, yeah. by Howard Rock. Yeah. And you know, he would go on to make the thing. And like, he was, and John Carpenter pretty much said, he was like, I wasn't making no morality thing. He thought those characters died because their mind was on other stuff. Laurie's mind wasn't on that stuff. So that's how she lived. And when you think about it, it's as simple as all other characters, like their, their minds on, you know, going to the dance, getting laid and stuff. 
very noble things to be thinking about at that age. <laughs> and Laura's just like, boys don't like me. They think I'm too smart. And, you know, she's like trying to like focus on babysitting and stuff like that. So when, you know, shit started not adding up the right way, she can kind of put it all together. Right. That was I thought that was like a pretty interesting analysis. Like when I read that, and I, I saw like his like debunking that, and he was just like, "Nope." <laughs> he was like, "I don't know where that came from." No, I didn't give a fuck about that. I just wanted to make a movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so he just wanted to make it like an old horror house type of movie, and that's you know that's what it really is like the shape and stuff. He's think about it it's like logically wise and stuff like that. He shouldn't move like this. Like he's there. Then he's not there. Then he's there. He 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 he's been locked up in an institution for years. Doctor Loomis says like he can't. That they were like, well, he can't drive. And then Doctor Loomis is like, well, I'll just saw him drive away. Do you think it kind of played on? Because it's the seventies. So mm-hmm. do you think it kind of played on the fears of, you know, people legitimately getting out? Of insane asylums and because I feel like it's something that could have been very plausible back then. Yeah, I I, I guess I would like I, I would have to like read more about it like to see what there's like a particular fear. But yeah, if, it was, if that was a fear back then, yeah, I guess because I know in the eighties they had like the satanic panic going around. Like people, they believe everybody was in a cult, offering themselves up to you know Satan and stuff like that. Which yeah. if true. A lot of people didn't get a good return investment. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, was, I, I, I definitely could, you know, like believe that. And, like if people just were like breaking out like uh, an institution and stuff like that. I don't know, man, like because I'm thinking back to like the shit that my like the stories that my dad and my grand. Yeah, my grand would tell me and shit and like. The creepy stuff was always like the the things that were highly plausible, or that you know it was like a local legend. Yeah. So I feel like you know the, the, when these movies came out in the '60s and the '70s and the '80s, like it was that imagination that kind of drove a little bit more panic when you watch these movies because, mm-hmm. like you said, you do have a lot of suspense throughout the whole movie, and like my mm-hmm. palms get sweaty in certain parts and. Like, oh, shit. Oh, he's by the window. And then, you know, nothing happens. But that's how I think how they got you really well was with that suspense. And like it kind of played into the the time that the movie came out in is, you know, maybe there is a creeper outside the window watching you. You don't know. But you're over here changing, doing the laundry and shit. Very. I'm I'm glad you pointed it out because John Carpenter did say it like, you know, he was like he said, like every town had that creepy house that had a legend around it. Like, yes. people knew about it. And so, like, uh, I'm, uh, I think fear, and I guess trauma is like, you know, one, a few other things that can be going down generational because <laughs> fear can be passed down. Like like you said, like your, your dad and like your uncle and your grandpa, they could tell you stories from back then that scares you. And just like something traumatic that can happen to you now could follow you years later. Just like uh, in Halloween, and then the uh, sequel that came out in 2018. So I'm like, even now, like fear's not rational. Like I can be, I, I, I work overnight, and you know we've been watching a lot of horror movies and stuff like that. 
and I can go to the restroom at my job. It's just me. And in there, they have it where the lights turn on. Well, I guess where they uh, feel a sensor. And I'm I'm going in the restroom and I'm walking. And normally, well, I'm at the step where the lights come on and the light didn't come on. This is Friday, like (laughs) one o'clock and like 12, 11 o'clock at night. And I'm like, fuck this. I walk and I just go to the restroom. I was like, nah, something don't feel right. I know it's nothing in that restroom because the light would have been on. But, you know, in the back of my head, it's just like, just go to the other restroom. Why you got to be scared, Josh? There's nothing in there. (laughs) Oh, trust me. I know there's nothing in there because I got out of there. (laughs) No, but you're right. Like, the same shit happens to me at work and... Because we've been doing like spooky movies this this month, like that's kind of all I've been watching on Hulu, Netflix, HBO, and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So at my work, we got uh, this creepy staircase that goes to the basement and to the third floor, and same shit. We got those stupid sensor lights; they don't work that well. So in the mornings when I open up and I'm the only one there, I don't like going to the basement because it's fucking creepy. Okay. <laughs> And then, you know, you you feel weird seeing something like that out loud. And you just be like, oh, no, I'll just wait till p- other people get here. And then I'll just go to the basement. We lie to ourselves. Hell yeah. And I'm like, just, yeah, it's like it's nothing down here in there. It's a song. It's like, what's 30 minutes on an eight-hour shift? Hey, man, the only reason I don't go to the basement <laughs> is because the floors are so thin you can hear everything. I bet my ass if I heard some shit walking above me, I would just leave. It's just like, oof. Because it's downtown, like, you know, all kinds of shit happened downtown, especially <laughs> early in the morning when nobody's there. Yeah. I was like, I want to I don't want to be too. a news story, okay? Exactly. I'll say, I'll, 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 <laughs> security technician killed in bathroom. Nope, won't be me. <laughs> and then um, we, we have vending machines. On like on the fifth floor, like I, I would take the elevator to one vending machine, and you know if it's out of order, I don't really. It, it's hard to get to the other side of the building because I guess like that's like where like the uh, the deputies are and stuff there. Because I work at a court, yeah, and so I have to go downstairs from, and then I have to walk <clears> up <throat> the stairs to the fifth floor. So I'm, like, I'm going up five flights of stairs, and then it's like another like I guess like employee vending machine. And I'm I'm at that way, and then at the hallway, it's like a turf because they're doing construction, and it's a light on in that room. It's at the far end of the hallway, and I'm getting some, and I was like, "Yo, I was like, if I look back and I see somebody like come out of that room, I'm fucking hollering ass. I'm running downstairs. I'm grabbing my stuff. I'm gonna tell my coworker, yo, it's somebody like with a mask and a knife upstairs. I highly suggest you get the hell out of here too. I'm running to my car. I'm checking the back seat." And I'm driving home, and then I'm calling my boss, who's in another building, telling him, "Hey, I left. Uh, if y'all want to fire me, y'all have to fire me." In the back of my head, I'm I'm think I'm gonna get a phone call, ask me, "Do I want a promotion?" Since everybody's been killed. (laughs) (laughs) You think of all this stuff? Do you think the backseat comes from this movie? Probably so. I I was thinking about Halloween, the backseat, how she didn't look in the back. That's, I mean, again, it's plausible. Like, how many how many times when you get in your car do you legitimately look in the back seat for anything, anybody? Like, 
you just get in and you drive. You don't really think about it. So I'm just saying, Michael could be in the back seat waiting for you to get in. <laughs> he's gonna be all. He's gonna be like, "Damn, get a new car." I'm like, hey, man. Getting a two seater. <laughs> he's gonna the back. He's gonna be like, "Come on, man. You, it's it's time for you to get a new car." I'm gonna fuck you, man. <laughs> I don't. I just like there's so many fears that come from movies like this where you know bad shit happens because they didn't check. Like if you break it down and you like you look at the way some of these people died, like all they had to do is check for shit or not trip when they were falling, and or they'd be okay. Yeah, or if they heard something, just get the hell out of there. Don't investigate. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like. (laughs) I don't know. There, there's so many like uh, I forget what the word is, but I think a lot of it came from, you know, movies like this, especially Halloween, because I feel like <clears throat> Halloween played a lot on like your little fears of, you know, everyday life. And it made it in such a creepy and suspenseful way that it just kind of like it lived on as we got older, because I, I know adults that are still like, no, I won't watch that movie. I won't watch it. <laughs> Uh, I, well, I'm trying to say, like, I guess I want people like it, it might have to be early in the day when I watch. Like, I can watch certain horror movies at night. Like last night, I was gonna, I was gonna think about, I was probably gonna watch like Halloween Kill. It's like nine, ten o'clock. I was like, fuck it, I'll watch it in the morning. I'm a little sleepy. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm kind of sleepy. Let me just sleep it off in the morning. Uh, the lies we tell ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think what what else that goes into it and stuff like that because it, it's set on Halloween. He has that white Kirk, Captain Kirk mask that they like modified to look creepy and painted white. Uh, you know, so <laughs> you you might just think it's just a guy dressed up for Halloween, and he he doesn't run. He he walks at a steady pace like as he it's like he knows you're not getting away hey man he's persistent i'm just saying very <laughs> so I, I i thought that was something that just adds to like the creepy frame you know most horror movies like when they're running for something they chase after you and you trip and you're like oh shit they're fucked they trip they can't get their legs through something it's like it, it's very inconvenient, and like you know, he was like, "Oh, how you know, like inconvenient, like they they fail four or five times before the killer got him." Damn, <laughs> <laughs> this is not really like that. Like you know, he's coming towards you. It's like down a steady path. Like you, you could probably get away from him. That's what I'm saying. Like a lot of this is just it plays on these rational fears. So I think that's why people are, are so afraid about watching them because it's it's dumb shit that these people do that gets them killed. Yeah, and I it, I think it depends on the horror movie. Like if you're watching a bad horror movie, you notice every dumb decision characters oh, yeah. make. If you're watching something good, you don't really think about it. I think I think they call it like the dumb plot or the dumb stick. Like characters are hit with the dumb stick and they do dumb things. <laughs> And like you know, it's like it was like oh you know they have to do this to die and stuff because there was like if everybody in the horror movie was smart it'll be over in like ten minutes, so you kind of gotta like dumb it up. Yeah, like and the good thing is too you still have 
characters that are believable mm-hmm. in the the types that they play. You know, you have the the jock, the dumb blonde, the <laughs> nerd, and I think it, it's kind of grown throughout the years where you have these regular stereotypes in movies where whoever has sex first is going to die. Yeah. Uh, it's always the Hispanic dude or the black dude that gets killed first. Like, and it plays in a lot of movies and you're just like, what the fuck? But you also relate to the characters because you can kind of tell on the shitty horror movies, who's going to die first. Yeah. Just by how they're introduced. Like, uh, you, you know, it opens with, a scene where they're having to, oh, they're going to die first. And sure enough, <laughs> next scene, bam, they get a spike to the head or, you know, whatever the hell. And it it's just like, it's just like, oh, shit, it's kind of like overdid it there. <laughs> uh, the other day I was watching uh, Gremlins, which is, you know, okay. pretty, pretty good and stuff like that. And then it like, you know, they, he, he brings the Gremlin to his teacher or his former teacher, science teacher played by uh, Suplex science teacher. And a science teacher, like after like the gremlin multiplies and turns evil, he's like, he's like, hey, are you there? He, he's like, I got a candy boy. He's walking behind. He's like, dude, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> this thing's running around in the room, turning on the projector. And he goes like by the desk. And he's like, here, he, he puts his hand under the desk. He's like, here, take the candy boy. You like that? And then surprisingly, like the gremlin like bites him and takes him under and kills him. I was like, oh, come on. Okay, my only critique of that movie is how can a little gremlin that weighs less than two pounds kill a full-grown human being? <laughs> Stay with the shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the movies. Like, it, like you, 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 you was like, ah, I remember watching it. I was like, okay, it probably doesn't hold up. And I was watching it again, and I'm thinking, so yeah, I don't know if it's going to hold up. And then like, it kept on going. I was like, oh, man, this is actually pretty still good. <clears throat> I think a lot of these movies from back in the day are, are, are good, like, they didn't have to live up to these stupid summer blockbusters by Marvel and DC. Like it was just straight movie mm-hmm. with sometimes shitty special effects. But <laughs> I think they had to go further in the storytelling, and that's what makes these older movies great. And they they kind of live a lot longer. Yeah, yeah. I definitely like you know character development and stuff. Like it didn't really like get into it and stuff. Like uh, I, I read, it, it, it seems like way more people die. But I read like only five. There were only like five deaths in Halloween, and you believe yeah. yourself. You you just like, oh, you know what? Things really, yeah. You just like it's the guy just going around messing with people until the end, and he does it. Like one of my favorite scenes is him and uh, Laurie Strode's uh, Jamie Lee Curtis character. They get into it like, and like he's going through the closet and stuff like that to get her. And she stabs him with a hanger and he falls out and she goes out the room. And, you know, she's sitting down. She's crying. And then, like, you see, like, in the background, his body. And he pops up. It's no music. He turns his head. And that's when the music starts. It's highly effective. <laughs> and, I, you know, we all have, like, these things and, like, certain movies, like, where you get excited talking about it and that's one of those things for me like i i I was looking at the clip earlier today before you know we got on here and i was like damn that's so good like giant carpenter does he didn't fuck around back in the 70s and 80s so did you i know we're talking about john carpenter's adaptation Mm because i mean his is the original it's always going to be you know Mm -hmm. one of the best but what did you think of like the rob zombie remakes and stuff like that 
I haven't seen them. I have nothing against, but I just haven't seen them. I was reading about them yesterday, funny enough. And w- what I keep hearing and stuff like that is, uh, you know, a lot of people said the first one, he 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 kind of made Michael Myers a little sim- too sympathetic. Like he gave the reason why he had a shitty childhood and stuff like that. And like, that's the reason why he is what he is. And you know, it kind of took away some of the mystique about him. Right. And, but I see a lot of people like the second one because they said the second one, you know, he, he he went off and he did his own thing. Like, he made the own movie. And then, and that, that's something I really like about, you know, like Rob, I mean, not Rob, uh, John Carpenter. Like, if people want to remake his movies, he's not, he's, he's like, fuck it, all right, dude. He's like, they just give me a shitload of money. And he's like, I just tell them go off and do, you know, do their own thing. <laughs> Cause so, like, uh, mm-hmm. so I watched you know original Halloween when I was a child when I probably shouldn't have and I had irrational <laughs> feels after that, but um, you know later when I got older you know Rob Zombie I I knew his music so when I started seeing you know he came out with all these films I was like all right like I'll go check it out so when Halloween came out I was like okay went to go see it and like you said like he he gives him sort of an origin story like you you. Mm-hmm. You understand why he is the way he is and stuff like that, but it takes away the mystique and you kind of feel almost sympathetic for him for doing whatever he's doing. But then, you know, I don't know. I just feel like zombies takes are a little bit more gory. Okay. But uh, you still can't beat the originals. Like I still, the originals hold a really a good place in my heart just for how <laughs> creepy they were and how suspenseful they were. And with the remakes, you know, in later years, I feel like it's just, it's more focused on a lot more gore mm-hmm. and the method of the kill rather than the suspense of it and the, the, the story of it. And I, I know it was like his, his Michael Myers is like, his, his Michael Myers is fucking huge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, my God, I was like, yeah, it's like, it's, it's no doubt this person is coming to kill you. Let me see if uh, who plays him in Rob Zombies. I believe it's Taylor Maine. I could be wrong, I, but I believe that's the guy. I, I don't, I, and I believe he used to be a wrestler before. <clears throat> yeah, uh, Taylor Maine. Yep. He's six nine. Good God! Jesus. Imagine, yeah, imagine that coming at you with a big ass book. And like, I saw like the cover of the second one. Like, look, he's like, in, he's outside in the rain or something. He's holding a knife. The knife is pulled back. The knife looks like it's about ten inches long. Yeah, that's a giant ass kitchen knife. <laughs> so imagine a six nine man coming at you with a big ass kitchen knife. Scary. And then, uh. Did, did you see both of them? Like uh, his Rob Zombie's uh, Halloween and Halloween Two. Oh yeah, I'm a so I'm a giant Rob Zombie fan. Like I don't care how crappy it is, I'll go watch uh, it or go buy it. Okay, oh, something I found interesting that, that what like I said, I, I haven't seen. I was reading about a lot of people agree. Like all what what they like is that all the characters are like terrible people. <laughs> it's only they said there's only like two legit people that are like unassumingly good there's like Danny Trevejo's character <laughs> and uh 
And the character, uh, Brad, I forgot how his last name, but he, he did the voice of Chucky. And I think like in this, he's like Laurie's stepdad. Yeah. Like they're, they're always <laughs> these shitty human beings. So you're like, eh, I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I read, I was like, hmm, that's, that's kind of interesting. I was like, you just like, well, I can't wait to Michael kill these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, man. It, it's interesting, the remakes and all that. And, you know, you see the the diversity of the writings from, you know, creator to creator and mm-hmm. the dynamics of Michael. Like like you said, this dude in Zombies is six fucking nine. And you would be terrified if a six nine dude with a giant knife was coming at you. <laughs> Man. Whereas John looks pretty average, looks pretty normal, maybe a little bit above average on height. Mm-hmm. But the way that John Carpenter's Halloween is done is a lot more suspenseful versus the other one just gory. Like, you know, it's going to be some kind of fucking bloodbath with zombie. And I think they each have their own pull to people like why you want to go watch one versus the other. But you got to respect the original, mm-hmm. you know, John Carpenter's it started it all. And it the music in John Carpenter's is a lot more creepy and it goes with it versus when you're watching the Rob Zombie remakes. There's a little bit of it, but there's not as it doesn't go hand in hand the way the originals did for the the suspense of it and the the creepiness and everything that is the original Halloween versus, you know, the super gore Rob Zombie one with a six nine Michael. Mm-hmm. Myers. <laughs> Every time, every time you mentioned it, like, I was like, man, that sounds just terrifying. Like, imagine that come, not getting away from him. You're not like, you know, one of his steps is probably two of ours. Oh, man. So it, it plays to the that persistent walking towards you. And, you know, you're so pent up on getting the fuck out that maybe you do trip. Maybe you do fall down. This is why he goes and gets you. Like, <laughs> it's very plausible in Rob Zombies because the dude is so fucking huge. Yeah. It's like, Wingspan and stuff, he could just probably reach out and just grab your leg and just pull you back. And you just like imagine you're running and then out of nowhere, out of the darkness, your friend is just pulled back into the darkness. You're just like, oh man. So, it's a- uh, do you have any like favorite kills from this one? No, and I, <clears throat> I want to say it's probably because they they let it go so long between the kills that I don't really have like a favorite one over the other one. Sure. And it was very, I don't want to say basic, but they were all so simple. Mm -hmm. Like there wasn't too much elaborateness to them. He's just getting you like, (laughs) like that's what it is. That's true. Okay. I could definitely like see that and stuff like that. Yeah. And, And Oh, it's on for me. Yeah. Uh, I I guess my favorite kill, like, well, when he kills, uh, was it uh, Annie and her boyfriend? Like when they're like, they're over at the house. Yeah. And like he kills the guy in the kitchen. Like he stabs him, and then like, he kind of like tilts his head a little bit. Like he's looking at him, and then he goes in the room with the sheet <laughs> and the glasses <laughs> over his head. <laughs> and then like she was like, oh, she's like, you got my beer. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. <It's just> like, <laughs> and she called and like she calls Lori and like he's choking her with the phone and, and it sounds like they're like, you know, messing around. Like you get that phone call, it sounds like somebody <laughs> like, you know, getting that bag broken in. But she was like, ha, oh, you so funny. I was like, she's literally getting choked to death. <clears throat> oh, goddamn. <laughs> so, but, but yeah. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Getting their back broken in, but <laughs> well, I'm looking at it from like Lori's uh, point of view. So you you answer the phone, you hear, uh, 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 you're like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? <laughs> Don't call week. this number no oh, more. No, <laughs> so, but I, I said definitely like the like the ending point. Like I said, like where she stabs him like with the hanger. That's like, and it's no death scene. That's like one of my like. Favorite part. I also love that Dr. Loomis is packing. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> when he's talking to the chef and they hear like the little light breaks the window, he pulls that gun out <laughs> quick. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> I was like, he, he's not like a stereotypical doctor in a movie where they go up there, Michael, I'm going to calm you down. And he gets stabbed to death. <laughs> I don't know. He's like, mm-mm. He's like, he's like, I got this six shooter on me. And he even tells the chef, he's like, oh, and the chef looks at him, he's like, oh, I got a permit. At least he has a permit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he he's the only one in the whole movie that knows what he's dealing with. I found that like hilarious. Like he knows what he's dealing with and he came prepared. Yeah, and nobody believes him. They're like, yeah, yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> <clears throat> And 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 that's, that's that good. It comes in handy at the end too. Like yes, he's like, he's just like, get out the way. There <laughs> was no hesitation. No, Michael, we can go back. <laughs> uh, we can put you on a different medication. We can study him. He's just like, nope. <laughs> nah, man, you don't want to do that. <clears throat> so I have some uh, idea. Uh huh. Yeah, from okay, uh, just IMDb, just to kind of give the fans a little something extra. But uh, throughout the film, the 1951 film, The Thing from Another World yep. plays on TV. Halloween director John Carpenter would go on a direct an adaptation of this film, like we mentioned earlier, in 1982 called The Thing. And coincidentally, Carpenter was approached to direct The Thing after the studio was unhappy with the concept provided by Tobe Hooper, the director mm. of 1974's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, which also launched a series of a horror slasher film with the iconic villain Leatherface. And then uh, Jimmy Lee Curtis has played Laurie Strode in films released in six different decades from the 70s to the 2020s. Obviously this one, Halloween 2, and then you had Halloween H2O. I like that one. Yeah, that was good. Mm. And then uh, Halloween Resurrection in 2002. Halloween in 2018 and Halloween Kills in 2021, which just came out. I don't know if you've seen it, Josh, but I, I'm going to probably stream it tonight. Yeah, I was supposed to go to the movies yesterday, but the person I was going with, my friend, she uh, she got out of school late and she was tired. But the thing is, I have Peacock and like I'm like, yeah. it was like, oh, start up Peacock and you can watch. And I was like, she told me, she's like, you can go ahead and watch it. And I was like, thank you. Chicken shit. <laughs> I was like, thanks. Because I know Rebecca's not going to watch this with me. Like, uh-uh, you watch it by yourself. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I don't want to go too much into that one. 
but I have heard it's very, very brutal. Like expect like twenty plus kills. Well, yeah, and I saw there was a story um, that they wanted to remove the opening sequence, <laughs> yeah, because of how brutal it was towards these innocent people that were in the house trying to help. Yeah, uh, I won't say too much else, but so I was like, damn, like it's it's got to be pretty intensive. It's garnering this much attention. Yeah. So I was like, I, uh, I expect to watch that sometime today, preferably yeah. with sunlight, but you never know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Not, man. Watch it at 11 o'clock at night, all the lights off, and leave your door unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Tyler Mayne's going to walk through the door. I'm, oh, you're a big one. <laughs> uh, I got two more. So Halloween introduced the Feast of Halloween to Spain, which was totally un- unknown at these times. This was originally back in uh, 1980, no, 71? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, 72? Well, well, can you repeat that again? Uh, Halloween was made in 77? 78. 78. So Spain didn't have a Halloween until this movie. That's awesome. Right? Like, <clears throat> let me just change the whole dynamic of a country in October. They're like, what is this free candy you giving away? <laughs> it's free candy with blood. Yeah, it's like, did we charge them later? <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, no, you're thinking of credit. That's credit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got one last one. Uh, Will Sandin, who played the young Michael Myers, became a police officer in Los Angeles and had no interest in pursuing a full-time acting career, so... Young Michael is now out there uh, stopping older Michael. That's awesome. Uh, I think I have a little like true like this was uh, Jamie Lee Curtis like feature debut. She was in television. Uh, her mom Janet Lear, she she was the woman and she, she she was the woman in Psycho from the famous shower scene. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, I was like that. I think that that that's a cool little thing. Like you know like like. I wouldn't classify Psycho as a slasher, maybe like more like psychological thriller and stuff like that. But yeah, <clears throat> so I, I, I find that like pretty cool that her daughter would go on and like appear in you know a movie that had a huge impact too. Uh, the movie it, it was it, it 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 only took them like two weeks to write it. Like it. it this movie did not have like a long production time. Like from what I just read, like it was like a 20 day shoot. They did it in like May and the movie was out in October. Like John Carver's one of the most ultimate no fuss directors. Right. And he's just like, yeah, you, you give me some money, give me some time and I'll give you a product. I'll see you at the premiere. <laughs> 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 yeah. Hey, you, uh, uh, do you want us to look at any, any dailies with you? Nah. I'll just, I'll see you there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So overall, I think we both Mm -hmm. agree. Go stream this fucking movie. Like, yes. It's highly effective. Like, I think it was about like two, maybe, yeah, I'd say about two, maybe three years ago. I like really like said, you know, you have movies that you you watch, but you're never like fully aware while you're watching them or whatever. You're busy and other stuff. This is like one of them, and I sat down and I watched it. It was on AMC. Do you know how good a movie has to be for you to watch it where they edit it for basic cable with commercials? (laughs) 
I'm sitting there like it's like the, like I said, the, it's at the point like where they're at the end at the house and stuff like that, where her and Michael are like in the house together, and like it goes to commercial. I'm just like, damn, how is she gonna get out of this? <laughs> and it, it comes off commercial. I was like, man, that was amazing. And I have the uh, I got the DVD last year from a friend. They gave it to me, and I was super grateful about that. And I watched it last week, and it it still holds up. Like that's amazing. Like I said, you can watch something like on a basic cable channel on DVD, and it's still as suspenseful. I think it also depends when they cut in that commercial because I've seen movies where I'm like, <laughs> "All right, cool," and then it cuts at a weird time. You're like, "Wait." But I need this context. <laughs> I think it's it's worse when it's a movie you already seen. You just I know what you could know. Exactly, exactly. So shout out to AMC for cutting it at the proper times, probably because I think that helps keep a lot of the audience. But for it to come out on basic ass cable back in the day, and for us to like keep watching it, you know, it's a good movie. Yeah. So it's like you can get your hands on and stuff like that, or like like we say, you, you find somewhere streaming like AMC or AMC Plus. Watch it. Hey man, I got it on Amazon for seven days for four dollars. Uh, that's a steal. <laughs> so you can watch it as many times as you want over seven days, or you can buy it. I think it was like five ninety nine to buy Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a yeah, it's, it's one of the moves like you, you could just be boring. You're like, oh, I'll just watch Halloween. And he was like, damn, that John Carpenter is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else before we close it out, sir? Um, I'm trying to think. I would just say, just, you know, watch the movie, just sit back and just enjoy it. And, like, you know, this is the movie that started off this whole franchise and stuff like that that's still going on. Like, this, it's a third one supposed to be coming out next year. Well, the for the new tri- uh, the new trilogy, Halloween, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends. What the fuck, really? Yep. I did not know that. Yep. See. All right. Damn. Um, <laughs> so yeah, before we leave, guys, thanks for supporting the show. Uh, biggest thing you can do to help us out is just to share us with everybody. Uh, I think we're gonna probably get another episode in or two before Halloween. And then um, if you have a suggestion for a creepy movie that we maybe have not seen, one of those obscure indie films that's really creepy or just a scary movie in general that you want to hear, send us a DM and maybe we'll watch it if it's not too expensive to rent or if we find it in the $5 bin at Walmart. (laughs) Oh, Hey man, I was like, I, I loved. I, I, I was so happy to find Mission Impossible Fallout in that five dollar bin yesterday. <laughs> the five dollar bin has some pretty damn good finds sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. But then there's times where you just find like Brother Bear Seven, <laughs> and you're like, ah, oh, nah, man, this ain't worth five bucks. <laughs> or when they have like the three DVD combo pack, and it's only like oh, one yeah. of the movies you want to watch. Yeah. He's just like, nah, you can keep the other two. (laughs) (laughs) All right, yeah, well, we will see you soon. Uh, Share us, leave us a rating on iTunes, and um, send us your recommendations for scary movies for October. we got a couple weeks left, so hopefully we can get to all of them. 
Um, but we'll see y'all soon. Peace.